Hello and welcome to today's episode of Absolutely Not. I am your host, Katrina Stroll, and I am a certified career coach and HR consultant. I created this space because I have difficulty setting boundaries, and I started to realize a lot of people do. So I bring resources onto the show to talk about setting boundaries, and they give examples on how to do so, so we don't have to worry about it anymore. Before I start our topic for today, I always go over definitions of words that we use frequently on the show. The first being boundary. So something that indicates or fixes a limit. An example of a boundary at work would be, hey, I don't want you to call me on my personal phone after five o'clock. That's when I'm with my family. So please don't do that. Um, Gaslighting to manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. An example of gaslighting would be, If you went to your manager and said, hey, something's going on here that I'd like to talk to you about. And they say, are you sure you're not making this up or it's not all in your head? That would be gaslighting. Mm -hmm. And it it, it makes me sick to my stomach just saying that statement right there. Um, Dismissive, showing that something is unworthy of consideration. For example, if you went up to your leader or manager and you said, hey, I think this is gonna be a waste of resources and I think potentially hazardous to our health. And they say, okay, I didn't fucking ask you. That is dismissive and I'm quite frankly disrespectful to another human being, but we'll get there. We're gonna talk about that. Today's episode is entitled Whiskey and Tacos. I know, I know, but we're gonna talk about why it's called Whiskey and Tacos. My special guest today is Chris Zahn. Chris Zahn is the founder of Whiskey and Tacos. Chris is a Marine Corps veteran, father of two amazing girls, a survivor of PTSD and severe depression. More importantly, he is just a guy who has been blessed to make a different in, difference in people's lives and pay back in a small way with what others have done for him. Please help me in, oh my gosh and welcoming to the stage Chris Zahn yeah Chris I am so happy to have you here as a special guest um I would love if you could share more about whiskey and tacos yeah absolutely uh first of all giant thanks to in you inviting me on on your show um giant fan of every thing I've seen or heard from you from the time I met you unofficially through LinkedIn um so yeah just always appreciated of, of that. What Whiskey and Tacos is ultimately is a place for me to share my life with people and to show them that it's okay to have a normal life when you're still dealing with things like depression and anxiety, um, to normalize the fact that these things aren't a one in a million type of situation. This is a totally normal human condition. Um, so if you visit my various social media pages, you'll see me generally living my life. I like whiskey, I like tacos, I like to do a lot of hiking. I also have moments where my depression and my anxiety prey upon me. And I wanted an outlet where I could just fully be honest with the world in a public forum about that. Um, I always forget to warn my special guests that I cry most of my episodes so this is me letting you know but i'm about to cry right now just from what whiskey and tacos is about that is so amazing uh i also have ptsd so every single day you're just fighting a battle that's going to be consistent in your life sometimes you have good days sometimes you have bad days bad days and it's just really kick-ass that 
you're like, okay, that is my life now. Let's just keep doing it. That's amazing. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. I, I'm not a huge fan of whiskey, but tacos though, I'll be there. <laughs> and that's kind of the, the name honestly came out of nowhere. You know, somebody was just like, well, you like whiskey and tacos. I was like, you're right, I do. Mostly the tacos, but yeah, <laughs> it's it goes back to the same thing with my stance about people. Always, people always is. People are either going to like you or hate you, right? Not everyone in the world is going to like you. Not everyone likes tacos. Most people like at least one or the other or both. <laughs> Oh, and I, I liked one or the other. So that's great. Wow. Totally fair. I cannot tell you how much I'm grateful for you being on the show today, but we're going to talk about boundaries and how difficult it is for mm -hmm. us to do so. So if you could start by saying what a boundary means to you. A boundary to me is an actual line in the sand that I would prefer not to ever cross. Um, it's a mental flag of a either a conversation or an activity or an action that I just don't want to be a part of. Uh, so I create that boundary. Okay. And I am a visual learner. So the line in the sand analogy, that works for me. But mm -hmm. that last phrase you used, I just don't want to be a part of. Not a little bit, not a shakeable bit, not like some of it. Maybe I'll let you do this, but not this. No, I just do not want to be a part of that which, mm -hmm. whatever it is over there wow absolutely that's amazing and it's important for those lines in the sand to be that um finite because if they're not then people can just break them and mold them how they want them to be absolutely and the world will try and like force you to see these black and white lines that you've drawn for yourself as shades of gray, for example, like, oh, there's some wiggle room there, right? Or for the right price, you'll do this. And it's like, no, I, I have to set this boundary for myself. Doesn't matter what you're offering. Chris, uh, this is my show. <laughs> and you are, you are attacking me. But, um... Stop it. It's, it's, <laughs> no, this is what I love about your show, though, because you are authentically yourself, but you also have a message that you're trying to get through to people. Oh. I, I'm listening to you. That's why I'm driving this knowledge because I pay attention. <laughs> um, the wiggle room is what is making me emotional right now because yeah. it's reminding me of the times I wiggled. I wiggled for so many people, for organizations, specifically in the military. I, you got to wiggle all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, oh, I hate that. I hate that so much, but I'm going to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay so boundaries are things that we have all the time we discuss that they're finite that they're lines in the sand that we mm -hmm. can't have wiggle room with them um mm -hmm. do you have difficulty setting boundaries absolutely my biggest problem is because realistically i i have very few boundaries there are very few things that I'm not up to, like at least trying. There's very few things that I'm not willing to sit down and have a conversation about. So I'm a very open book kind of person who's game for whatever, which makes it really hard to set boundaries because people will point at that and say, well, you'll do all this other stuff or you'll talk about all this other stuff. Like, why is this the line? I don't know. It just is. <laughs> wow. See, and that, um, so I'm reading a book right now about boundaries 
Mm -hmm. I mean, duh. But <laughs> um, and it, it, there's a spectrum of boundaries. It goes from porous to very strict boundaries. And there's a level in the middle that you want to be as a human being, just because we don't want, oh, no, you're not like me. I don't want you here ever at all. Um, mm -hmm. But that, oh, duh. The middle ground is called healthy. It's porous, stringent, and healthy. Mm -hmm. um, so that really touched me because people who have very few boundaries, it's hard to see whether or not they're healthy or porous mm -hmm. because you only have like two or three. So it's, an, it's important to see how many you have and why we have that amount, I guess. No, that's totally fair. Yeah. I like that a lot. Wow, man, see boundaries. There is there's levels to this shit, but um, <laughs> that we're not gonna get into those levels today because I don't think we could, but we'd be here for three or four hours, probably. Right. Okay. <laughs> but um, what are the reasons you think you have difficulty setting boundaries? Because I want to be liked. Um, ultimately, you know, that that's a big part of it, you know. Um, but also I've just comfortable a variety of people in my life and partaking in a variety of experiences. You know, I'm very blessed to have friends from all over the spectrum of humanity, you know, whether it's politics or religion or just life and the way we think about, you know, our relationships with each other and stuff like that. So those experiences have made me this well-rounded person. And because of that, I have a hard time forming a wall because it's like, well, if I had formed this wall, I may not have met that person who's amazing and a great friend just because they think differently than me about X, Y, or Z. Oh, and I think that was so honest of you to say because it's something that people have to do every single day. Every single mm -hmm. day, we're kind of reevaluating the relationships we're in, whether professional mm -hmm. or personal, and just saying, like, man, you were so cool. Like, six months ago what is going on now um but we need to acknowledge that we're human mm -hmm. beings and we're ev forever growing and so oh absolutely yeah that six month growth maybe we're like okay now i have to set a boundary here <laughs> and y'all are not mm -hmm. cool with that so mm -hmm. have to <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah but oh that people pleasing aspect is where people find difficulty setting mm -hmm. boundaries because um, we're so afraid that if I say, okay, boss, I don't want you to call me after five because I have like a whole child that I need to spend time with and stuff. Mm -hmm. We're afraid that our boss is going to be like, ah, oh, see, you're trash. Like I'm, now I'm going to be best friends with Jim over here because he'll let me call him whenever or yep. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Especially, I don't know if you had the same experience, but in the military, we're very much a family. Then we all go out drinking. Then we mm -hmm. all go out like my LPO, we were out there trapping and then come back to work the next day. And yep. so did you have a similar experience? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's so um, we didn't really learn boundaries to that effect in the professional environment from those experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm sure it carries over to our personal lives, but we will not talk about that now. <laughs> so Again, we'd be here for three hours. <laughs> so you're, um, so you have difficulty setting boundaries and you're very honest about it. And you're very honest about how you only have a few boundaries set in place. Are there, could you talk about the reasons why it's like that? We kind of touched on the military, but are there any other reasons? 
Um, mostly a lot of it is, especially in a workplace setting, you know, it's just a, a, a conversation I'm not trying to have at work. Um, you know, I share a lot of, I share a lot about myself with pretty much anyone, but there's certain things that it's like, dude, you're just my boss. Okay. You aren't part of this conversation. You're not that part of my life. If it affects my work and there's something going on in my, on in my personal life that you need to know about it, we'll talk about it. But you don't need to know all that, man. Like there's a lot of history, especially current job. I've only been there for three months. So what does it matter what happened to me eight, nine years ago to these people? And if you start asking me about it, it's, you're not gonna really get an answer from me about it because it doesn't matter now. And even with that sentence, that's a boundary. Just like, bro, you are my boss. I don't have to talk to you about my trauma. I don't have to talk to you about my military experience. I don't have to talk to you about things I don't want to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. And I felt so uneasy with you um, describing that because it's a feeling and experience that we have to go through all the time. Mm -hmm. We just didn't have the language for it, I feel like. Mm -hmm like the steps to move forward with that conversation yeah agreed <laughs> well, it's, a it's a tough one to have it really is right oh and i think a lot of people out there myself included were thinking okay how do i even start that conversation is there a step one for you to start setting boundaries at work it's just something i intuitively know how to do now um it's like everything I've learned in life. Uh, yeah, yeah, I learned the hard way. <laughs> I, I learned by being a knucklehead and by not creating boundaries for myself and then not respecting others' boundaries as well. So some hard, painful lessons later. Now I just kind of intuitively know these are lines I have to draw. Mm. And I love that you keep using the word respect because that's what it is. You need to respect my mm -hmm. boundaries or you don't respect me as a person. Mm -hmm. um, for all of us who out there who are not um, intuitive enough to kind of take that first step, I would encourage you to set up a time to talk with your manager or whoever you feel is disrespecting mm -hmm. your boundaries. That way you're prepared for it and set up an agenda. Say, hey, this is what I want to talk about. You keep calling me and you mm -hmm. keep emailing me at nine o'clock at night. You keep drunk texting me or whatever have you. And I don't like it and I want it to stop. <laughs> and if for some reason they say, uh, no, it's not going to stop or uh, that you're lying or this or that, and you have documentation of that, please mm -hmm. know that that person does not respect your boundaries. Agreed. Yeah, or you as a person. Mm -hmm. And then just send them a basket of whiskey and tacos, and then, I don't know. <laughs> or punch in the throat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Either Those way. tend to solve issues. They create some issues, but they send, they solve some. <laughs> <laughs> See, oh, man. Badgers are so difficult. And mm -hmm. I, before I knew about them or what they were, I didn't know the first step to uh, take for, or to even move forward in the process. So I'm glad I know that today. Are there any times in your career that you wish you had set boundaries, but you didn't? Oh, tons, tons of times. Um, because I used to be that guy who, I worked 24 seven essentially. 
Um, I used to be a giant workaholic because work was in that phase of my life, work was a gateway away from other bad stuff I was dealing with. So if I was at work, I had value, if that makes sense. So I would answer the phone at three o'clock in the morning. It didn't matter. I'm there for you. I felt rewarded by the work I was doing too. So I just kept like chasing that high to an extent. And then when I hit a point in my career where I had a different boss who didn't need me like that. And I felt like I felt that downhill like crash hit me because I hadn't set the boundary with a you know, so I was always available, always available, always available. And all of a sudden I was unneeded and it hurt. <laughs> I'm like, how come you don't call me at 10 o'clock at night, boss? And they're like, because it's not work. What are you doing? <laughs> And see, um, for those of us, myself included, who have grown up in environments that were toxic and did not have healthy boundaries in place, and we didn't learn about boundaries till we were like hella grown, um, mm -hmm. we think it's normal to have relationships like that, to like, yeah, get up, come here right now. We think that is normal, so. And oh, yeah. And I would abuse it, too, because... The leadership that was shown to me was if I'm calling you at 10 o'clock, you better answer the phone. Right. So then that turned into me. If I'm calling my troops at 10 o'clock, they better answer the phone. And guess what? I'll come knock on your door. Like you're going to talk to me right now. And it was such a terrible mm -hmm. mentality to have because I was a, really, I was abusing my people mm. in their private time. Was it really something that couldn't wait until tomorrow morning? So I was being the toxic leader that I was shown how to be all because of a boundary I didn't set for myself in the first place. Um, um, the words that you have used throughout this episode are so, what is the word I'm looking for? They're so powerful and meaningful. You have used the word disrespectful, respect. Um, you just used the word abuse which people need to realize that these things coincide. Your inability to respect my boundaries is will create a hostile, toxic, abusive relationship. And that's what toxic leadership ultimately is. It's abusive. And I hate it. Okay, I'm gonna take a little crappy break right Stop now. Stop it. Stop no, it. just because, um, <laughs> oh. I get it, I get it, I get it. Because you know what it's like to be in not in the position of power but to be the weak one there and to not have the power to fight back and to wish that you knew at this at that point the words that you know now and and the mentality and the strength that you possess now you know you wish you could reach over to that younger version of yourself and say stop it oh my god and, and i only say that because that's how i feel i i, I wish so much i could go back to like brand new corporal Zahn or brand new Sergeant Zahn and be like, you're being a freaking nincompoop, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I have so much regret for how I raised people in the military. I have so mm -hmm. much regret just from being a leader in the military mm -hmm. because the leadership that was taught to me was 
something I believe to be good leadership. I thought, okay, this is how you do it. You beat people down and then eventually they're going to praise you and like want to be in your presence. Yeah. Now that I say it, I'm like, oh my God, this sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have a story I would tell. Um, and I thought this story made me look cool. And then I grew up. <laughs> so I used to tell the story about how I was so good at like shooing ass or yelling at people or whatever y'all, whatever you guys want to call it, right? And I had a Marine in front of my face and I told him I was going to castrate his soul. And he believed me. And I, I remember talking to him about it a couple of years later. I was like, man, do you remember when I said that to you? He's like, yeah. I was like, did you believe me? He's like, hell yeah, I did. All I knew is you were really, really, you were angry enough that you would find a way. If it, if it could be done, you would find a way to do it. And I used to tell people this story in a way of like, I don't know, trying to make them like be afraid of me or be intimidated or, you know, to, to, to show them that like, ah, you know, I'm a manly man. I can make a grown man cry. And, and, and then I finally hit a point where I'm looking, I told the story one day to someone and they were like, that was terrible. Why would you do that to that kid? And I was like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> this is the first time somebody had ever told me it was bad. I'm like, was it bad? Oh shit, it was bad. So yeah, <laughs> I don't tell that story anymore. This is the first time I've told it in years. Um, and in this case, the context matters. So I, I don't mind telling it, but it wasn't good leadership. Just flat out, not good leadership. All because the story didn't get done on time. <laughs> like the paper was still going to print. We would have found a way. What, what was I doing? And oh. All of these, uh, our conversations about boundaries always go back to values and just um, your unshakable values of you as a person. But when, once again, when you grow up in organizations where the values are kind of thrown at you and this is this, and you don't really have values of your own to stay grounded yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. And you're 23 years old. <laughs> you know, like I was 23 years old. I'd been in for four years at that point. What do I know? <laughs> I'm 23. God, I look at a 23 year old now and I'm like, who puts you in charge of anything? You can make <laughs> copies. Okay. I mean, they, but I just want everyone who's listening to this to get from this conversation that it is so important to have your own values in hand so that you can set those boundaries that one, they're going to affect other people around you. If Chris had had better leadership that taught him about healthy boundaries that taught him about being a better human being in general that person that got chewed out um probably would have had a better experience it's such a ripple yeah yeah oh i always go back to that what does it hurt people hurt people and it's just it, yeah yep it's going. oh and and to all the 23 year olds out there i'm just kidding I know you're actually fully capable of doing any and everything. Um, it's a question of Im immaturity, not age exactly. And I was very immature at that age, even with, I was very mature in some areas, but in that area, I was very immature. So I'm not knocking 23 year olds. I just think you're children now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I love that you have been so honest in this and being able to share your experiences and your growth with us. Mm -hmm. um, in this growth, have you had any other coping, coping mechanisms beyond whiskey and tacos um, to help you to become a better boundary setter and human being? My biggest coping mechanism has been vulnerability. Um, and it, you're seeing it now uh, through this conversation, but when I kind of drop my shields and I just am transparent and honest with people, they tend to do the same with me, which makes for some really powerful conversations. Um, and that has contributed the most to my growth is being able to have these kind of talks with, with folks across the, the, the spectrum, you know, essentially. And it helps me get through it too, because in those moments where I'm at my weakest and I'm at my lowest, I don't need that someone to necessarily tell me, you know, what's wrong with me. I'm very well aware of what's wrong with me. I need to hear that you can get through this and that you're not alone. So I do that to others now. Hence whiskey and tacos. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that is beautiful. And I think uh, a lot of people and, you and, and I'm having whiskey. Oh my gosh. A lot of people I gotta stay on brand, Katrina. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people use also the more you laugh, the less you cry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just cry, it's fine. I cry all the time. But um, <laughs> the more a lot of people are using vulnerability as a synonym for just being plain honest, just being mm -hmm. honest for the human being that you are, the experiences you have gone through and the mm -hmm. conditions that you come with. And I, I think it's super inspiring that more people are jumping on the authenticity train, the mm -hmm. vulnerability train, which mm -hmm. is great, but it, it makes me so sad that we have a train. Like, you know what I mean? Like, damn, what did we start selling tickets? And <laughs> yeah. What happened? Yeah. Well, it, it, it just makes you realize that humans as a species are more messed up than we think, mm -hmm. you know, because the more you see like, oh, there's all of a sudden this train is full. Like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> like, it was like two people on this train before a week ago. And now it's an overflowing car, you know, but the reality is all those people belong there in the first place. Ooh, they just they just didn't know it or they just were unwilling to hop on the ride, I guess. Um, we're more complicated, you know, creatures, human beings are. So unfortunately, part of that means we're sad as hell sometimes. <laughs> and that is okay. 100%. Mm -hmm. It's just okay. part of who we are. You can't escape it. Oh, and I love that. You hear that, people? Be who you are. Do not try to escape it. Yep. Oh my gosh, gotta write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I promise if I ever make a book from this show, I will quote everyone and send y'all five dollars. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can't take full credit for that one. There's a page on Facebook that I follow called Ominous Positivity Memes. And one of my favorites from them is good things are, are coming your way. You have no choice. Oh. <laughs> and I'm just like okay that makes it for me that makes it like easier to accept like hey guess what you don't have a choice in this man some good stuff's gonna happen to you whether you like it or not no matter how much you try and run from it no matter how much you're trying to avoid it good things are gonna happen for you you don't have a choice like, 
thanks guys that's exactly what i needed to read because it was that that for whatever reason that gets home to me more than like 500 like motivational posts of like life is sunshine and rainbows and you'll be fine (laughs) it's direct and it's also like okay cool the universe like it's out of my control it's gonna Mm -hmm. happen anyway yeah oh man that's awesome okay let me calm down. Um, back to setting boundaries. Could you give me the top three tips for young professionals that are starting out in their career about setting boundaries and how it's easy to do so and what they need to do to do it? Identify the things that you are uncomfortable with in any work setting and make it clear that that's a line that you're not willing to cross. Um, whether it's questions about your personal life or whether it's requests to work, you know, unpaid essentially at 10 o'clock at night, um, find the things that you are not willing to do and then just hold yourself accountable to them. Unfortunately, you don't always have a choice. Sometimes the, you know, (laughs) the big green weenie as we call it in the military is gonna find its way to you. um, And you're gonna have to take that phone call at 10 o'clock at night, right? But identify what you are uncomfortable doing and then do your best to stick to that. Um, And then make sure you vocalize it because a boundary that others don't know about isn't a boundary. (laughs) It's imaginary. You know, that's why for me, I referenced it as a line in the sand before because a line in the sand is a very visual thing. We can all see it and know, okay, I probably shouldn't cross that, but a boundary that another person is unaware of, you know, does you no good, to be honest. And then my third tip would be that when someone does cross your boundaries, because it will happen, that you do your best to have an emotionally honest and intelligent conversation with them about it. Um, You have, I unfortunately am a giant hothead. So what that used to look like in the past for me was a lot of yelling and screaming and you know, threats to like punch you in the throat. And now I'm more of a, okay, I'm too old and broken to be fighting anyway, but (laughs) let's just sit down and talk about this. Let me explain to you why this is a boundary for me and why you crossing it wasn't fun for either of us. Okay, Chris, once again, this is my show. Please stop attacking me on my show. You have used so many, once again, very strong words that people need to hear. One of the phrases that you used was make it clear because um, I've heard that, I heard this in the military during training. If the person on the other side of the training does not understand, then the training wasn't effective. Then you need to do the training again. Um, So if the person on the other side is not understanding your boundary, then y'all need to have the conversation again. Another word that you used that I felt attacked by was imaginary. <laughs> um, because if you don't vocalize it, it is, uh, and they like to use that against you, manipulate you like, hey, okay, you never told me that you don't want me to call you after 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so you want to have that vocalized from the, from the jump, honestly. And just mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm so glad to be a part of the organization, but I will not be working past uh, five o'clock. I will not be answering phones on my personal phone unless y'all want to pay my bill, which is fine. Right. Then I will, yeah, then I will do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the last phrase that you use that once again, I feel attacked by is emotionally honest. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so often when I feel weak in my boundaries, I am not emotionally honest. I could be fuming, pit. I could be pissed. And I'm like, oh, it's actually okay. It's not an inconvenience. Da, 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 da. And I'm not being emotionally honest. Uh, wow, Chris, leave me alone. Like, <laughs> why did I invite you? Like, <laughs> this is wow, this is what whiskey and tacos is about, though. The realness and just yes. being honest. Wow. 100%. You're hired. Is whiskey and tacos hired? <laughs> uh, congratulations. You're hired. It pays, <laughs> no, it pays nothing. Okay. Um, there's no benefits. There's yeah. no 401k. Okay. Um, you got to buy your own food. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But man, what, what a great... First of all, you are doing amazing work. Um, mm -hmm. And I hope everyone that comes to your page is going to be able to hear these words from me, from me through you, because this is just, has been so inspiring in my journey on yeah. setting boundaries. Um, I'm, I'm trying, I'm really trying. And these are the kind of conversations that make me feel like what I'm doing matters. Um, I have these moments where I forget to post or I forget to write something or I have this idea for a blog and it just doesn't ever go public. And then I think to myself, like, what am I doing with this page? And then I have a conversation like this, like, oh yeah, dummy, that's what you're doing with this page. <laughs> okay. Um, that's the part right there. Okay, dummy, that's what you're doing with this page. That's what's making me cry right now because I have the same conversations like, Okay, girl, uh, how many times are we going to talk to people about boundaries? Or what? But I, I learned so much from these conversations. So many people are like, yo, I had no idea that boundaries were a thing. I did not know I could say no. And so it's just, yeah. We well, and I think that'll be the next stage of evolution for your show. When you're telling us instead of asking us in some of these situations, when you're teaching someone on a call, how to set boundaries at work instead of asking me how how yeah, I feel yeah. about setting them, no. right? Yeah. And, and because that's just naturally how that conversation is eventually going to go. You're going to hit that point where you're the educator and not the interviewer. Chris, if you attack me one more time on my show, this is my show. So this yeah. is this is this is all love, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, so to wrap round this out so that we can come to a close i would love if you could share your last tidbits of wisdom with anybody it could be about whiskey and tacos could be about boundaries what are your last tidbits of wisdom for the audience hmm. the most painful and alone place we as humans allow ourselves to live in is in the shadows um the the, the deep dark parts of our hearts right and we all as a human get there. We all as a human know what I'm describing here. And we all are so guilty of believing we're the only ones going through it, that we are the only ones in that hole, that we're the only one who can feel this pain. And it's just flat out remotely not even true. And it's provable to not be true. Because think of a person in your life, think of anyone, it could be the cashier at the grocery store, it could be your parents, like whoever, think of a person in your life that you know, and think if they've been where you're at right now. I guarantee you the answer is yes. So the more you 
shine that flashlight out of that hole. The more you, you speak on your vulnerability, the more you speak on your need for help, the better off your life will be. And a large part of that is just being comfortable having some extremely uncomfortable conversations. That's what got me to this point in my life right now um, in a personal and a professional setting. You know, to be able to do all of this is not easy. And even right now, like I'm, I'm looking this way because I'm kind of trying not to cry myself, but a large part of it comes from me forcing myself to, to, to talk about it as a means of my own healing and being able to set a boundary, a hard boundary for myself of you're not gonna hide in these moments, right? So when I got the invitation to talk to you about this stuff, that to me was an easy conversation to have because it ultimately, my line in the sand is I can't, I don't know if I'll, I, I don't know if I'll survive. I cannot cross that line and go back to, to being silent about this stuff. Um, I hate you. There's that. I, know. Um, <laughs> I also, oh my God. Uh, I cannot thank you enough for one being a special guest on my show and for being so very real about that dark space and how um, there's nothing for us there. If we go back there, there, there's absolute, and the amazing people we see out here outside of the dark space, um, they won't be there because they're out here. Um, so to everybody, myself included, that is hearing Chris's words today, please keep shining your flashlight out of your dark hole. If you are in the dark space right now, know that I have been there, Chris has been there, your mom has been there, your auntie has been there, your grandma has been there, your dad has been there, everybody has been there and we are outside of it waiting for you to come with us mm -hmm. and to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, Chris, okay. Um, <laughs> do you have any other things to attack me with before I let you go? No, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> this has been life-changing every single episode that i do is so very inspiring but chris your ability to speak to me as a ptsd survivor as a black woman as somebody who has been in that dark space to the point of no return mm -hmm. is just so freeing and makes me feel so uh, the only word i can think of is alive good <laughs> Well, and I can't attack you for this because this is partially your fault. <laughs> and and, and here's, here's what I mean by that. Like, I only am here because I saw you shining your light on others, right? I saw the, 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 your comments. I saw your, your, your posts. Like, I see the things that you're putting out in the universe and I'm going, wow that person gets it so yeah this is partially your fault too <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> you, you're, 
you attract what you put, in, put into the universe is something that I believe in. And, and you put a lot of stuff into the universe, the same kind of stuff that I'm putting out there. And, and eventually people, you know, they find each other in that respect. Um, and, and we get to share these moments and it's beautiful. That's what makes being alive so amazing. To everyone listening out there, this has been absolutely not. And I am your host who is crying and gonna go eat some ice cream, Katrina Stroll. Um, my special guest today was Chris Son. He is the founder of Whiskey and Tacos. And if you need help finding your way out of the dark space or even need somebody to talk to you about setting boundaries, please reach out to him and check out his website, Whiskey and Tacos, because you're going to see a lot of the same light you heard today on that website. Oh, this episode is being recorded and can be found on www.absolutelynotwithkatrina.com. And I cannot wait to see y'all again so we can see what we learn next time. Bye.